Good morning. Today we will discuss India-Sri Lanka relations as the latter decides to pause the use of Chinese COVID-19 vaccines. We will then look at developments in Indo-China relationship following the de-escalation of a months-long border standoff and finally discuss a Russia-China gas deal. Today is Friday, the 5th of March. I am Arunava and you're listening to the Leaders Brief by Ego Monk. Sri Lanka has decided to put on hold China-manufactured COVID-19 vaccines and use the India-manufactured Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine to immunize its citizens. Dr. Ramesh Pathirana, the country's cabinet co-spokesman, was quoted by Sri Lankan media as saying that China's Sinopharm has not yet completed phase 3 clinical trials and documentations pertaining to the registration of the Chinese vaccine is yet to be received. Dr. Pathirana added that Colombo would depend on the two-dose AstraZeneca shots being manufactured by the Serum Institute of India. However, Colombo would start administrating the Sinopharm jabs once it receives approval from the World Health Organization. Sri Lanka is preparing to boost its immunization program by the end of this month and has already received 500,000 AstraZeneca shots of the 10 million its cabinet has approved for purchase for an amount of 52.5 million dollars. Dr. Pathirana's statement comes at a time Sri Lanka is finding itself in troubled waters on several international fronts with India remaining wary of the possibility of Colombo tilting to Beijing's favor. For New Delhi, which has seen tensions escalate over the last year with neighboring China, Sri Lanka's announcement can be seen as a hegemonic victory over Beijing. Despite being at a trade disadvantage with China, India continues to increase its influence in the Asia-Pacific region through what is being termed as vaccine diplomacy. Since its vaccines were approved in the country, India has rolled out over 23 million doses to 20 countries around the world, both as grants and commercial supplies, and Sri Lanka is one country that has benefited from it. However, after former Sri Lankan president Mahinda Rajapaksha was elected as prime minister in a landslide victory last year, the Sri Lankan government has headed towards increasing trade dependency on Beijing. Following the election, several international agencies had raised concerns that the prime minister, with the support of his brother Gotabaya Rajapaksa, who presently serves as the country's president, the country's ruling SLPP may look towards making constitutional amendments in favor of them exercising more legislative power. With a severely damaged economy that remains tourism dependent, a post-COVID recovery for Sri Lanka seems almost impossible without foreign aid, and the country's newly elected government looking for foreign investments towards trade infrastructure has given China the upper hand. After rejecting 480 million dollar worth of US aid, Sri Lanka awarded contracts for setting up of hybrid wind and solar energy projects off the northern Jaffna Peninsula on three islands, barely 50 kilometers away from Indian coast to a Chinese company. Other deals that Chinese companies have benefited from in Sri Lanka include a 13 billion dollar city on Sri Lanka's seafront and a 300 million dollar coal-based power plant. Colombo has also scrapped a 500 million dollar trilateral agreement with India and Japan for the development of the Eastern Container Terminal at Colombo Port. Sri Lanka has instead sought investments to develop the port's west container terminal. This comes at time works for the China-sponsored Colombo Port City is on full swing and has cleared all major obstacles. It should be mentioned here that a major portion of the cargo handled by the Colombo Port is India-bound and gaining significant control over it will give Beijing an immense geopolitical advantage. Talking about Indo-China relationship, the two Asian giants agreed last week to set up a hotline between their foreign ministers in an attempt to reduce tensions along a disputed border in Ladakh. where troops of the two countries had engaged in a months-long standoff. The Indian Foreign Ministry, in a statement quoted External Affairs Minister S. Jaisankar, as saying that once disengagement is complete at all friction points, the two sides could also look at broader de-escalation of troops in the area and work towards restoration of peace and tranquility. Last year, the two Asian neighbors engaged in a tense military standoff at the Indochina border in Ladakh for months, with both sides suffering casualties. 
the countries agreed to disengage troops recently after at least nine rounds of talks. As per the agreement announced by India's Defence Minister Rajnath Singh last month, India and China will now hold talks to end close proximity deployments in other parts of Ladakh as well. On the Chinese side, state-owned news agency Xinhua quoted Foreign Minister Wang Yi as saying that the situation on the ground in the Pangong Lake area has significantly eased and that the border issue is, quote, not the whole story of China-India relations and should be placed in a proper position in their relationship, end quote. The development is expected to ease tensions between the two Asian giants heavily dependent on each other for trade. Moving on to some news from the energy sector, Novatek Gas and Power Asia, a subsidiary of Russia's independent gas producer Novatek, has signed a long-term contract with Chinese state-run Shenergy Group company to deliver over 3 million tons of liquefied natural gas to terminals in China over a 15-year duration. Announcing the deal, head of Novatech, Lenoid Mikkelsen, said, quote, The Chinese market is one of the key regions in our LNG marketing strategy, and we plan to further increase our supplies of liquefied natural gas to this country, end quote. According to a report by Royal Dutch Shell, overall global LNG demand is estimated to hit 700 million tons by 2040, with Asia expected to drive nearly 75% of this growth. The report had pointed out that among Asian countries, India and China led the recovery in LNG demand post-pandemic. In such a scenario, Novatek is fast emerging as a major competitor to Russia's Gazprom in supplying LNG across the world. And between 2018 and 2020, its subsidiary Yamal LNG shipped 33.5 million tons of gas to Europe. The Arctic LNG 2 would be Novatek's second large-scale LNG project in Russia's Arctic and includes the construction of three LNG liquefaction trains with an expected total annual capacity of 19.8 million tons. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. We will be back on Monday with more happenings from around the world. Tune into Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology, and innovation. Egomong helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomong.com, that is insights.egomong.com, to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at the rate egomong.com. Mm-hmm.